Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. Anyway, let's look at, uh, <clears throat> we'll start here at, uh, I mean, that's Psalm 1. We could just stay there, but we're not. We're going to move on. Psalm, this time I want to go to, oops, stay there. I want to go to uh, 7. 7 certainly is no great distance from Psalm 1. Uh, this reason I, th- I think, I mean, sometimes even in Hollywood, when they start bringing them out about think story, they'll have the scene with the preacher or whatever. They never talked about them like this. And that's how far away from the Bible people have gotten. When you're in trouble, call on Him. Look at the first part of this. I'm dependent on You, Lord God, to save me from my persecutors. Don't let them pounce upon me as a lion and maul me and drag me away with no one to rescue me. That don't sound too holy. Well, I don't care what your problem is. This is holy. If you go to God and say, God, this stuff is killing me. Get me out of this trouble. Anyway, it would be different, Lord... If I were doing evil things, if I were paying back evil for good or unjustly attacking those I dislike, then it would be all right for you to let my enemies destroy me, uh, crush me to the ground and trample my life in the dust. But Lord, look at this. Now David wrote this. He fully expects God to help him. And that's where uh, I am today and you are today. We We have to expect the Lord to help. Now watch this. But arise. But Lord, arise in your anger against my enemies. Demand justice for me. Gather all the people before you. Sit high above them, judging their sins. But justify me publicly. Establish my honor and truth before them all. Anyway, end all wickedness, Lord, and bless all who truly worship God. For you, the righteous God, look deep within the hearts of men and examine their motives and their thoughts. Okay, now, getting down to verse 10 here. Oh, look what he says. God is my shield. Now this shield is not wimpy. This shield is so strong, you can see in Genesis chapter 1, when God created the world, it was all wonderful and everything, and He blessed them. He didn't say, well, you got to take a little bad with the good. No, He told Adam, if you eat that apple, or whatever, that fruit, you know, from the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to have trouble. But just don't, and it's all going to be what? It's going to be good. So the opportunity was to stay in the area of blessing here. But anyway, uh, what I want you to see here is that God is a shield. you got all this junk going on down here, and God will get you out of it. And Sometimes we isolate this and we say, well, you know, that just means He's going to, He'll just keep you from, this will be just justice. Like if somebody's going to take me to court, no, 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 no. It's everything. Uh, let me go over here just a moment to... Uh, Let's just take the book of Exodus. We could actually start in Exodus 1, but I want to go right to 15. They already come out of... Uh, uh, they come out... Uh, they set, <laughs> This is after Pharaoh and them drowned in the ocean. They were having a hootenanny. I mean, this is real stories that really happened. You can go back and look in the Egyptian historic documents and stuff. We all know the Sphinx. You know, it's real. Okay. Is there such thing as a place called Israel? Yes, there is. I mean, we can't be in denial and think, well, these things never happened. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Anyway, they said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously and thrown both the horse and the rider in the sea. Man, what a story. The Lord is my strength and song and salvation. He's my God. I'll praise him. He's my father's God, and I'm going to exalt him. Why? Because of this protection. Notice this. The Lord is a warrior. So that throws out all that stuff about, you know, well, I just, I just, let's give peace a chance. Are you kidding? 
God is so great. I mean, he, and you know why he got the children? The, the Israelites were slaves to Egypt. And God wanted them to keep a Passover, uh, I mean, keep a feast called a Passover and celebrate it all the time. Why? So that they would remember they came out from under what? Slavery. God didn't say, you know what? I think y'all need to know what slavery is like. See, that's what America does today. We think, we think Christianity is equality. Got to take a little bad with a little good. We got to know what it's like to be poor. Because Jesus was poor. He was not poor. They weren't gambling over dirty underwear at the cross. Those Roman soldiers would have said, I don't want that Israelite stuff. They were gambling over it. It was expensive things. But anyway. So anyway, if you come on down here, they're still singing, 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 singing. Okay. Uh, you get down here to, let's see. Oh. Uh, uh, let's get down here to, uh, it's 25, I'm just, I'm just watching some things. Here we go. Okay. Moses pleaded with the Lord to help them, and the Lord showed him a, uh, oh, a tree to throw in the water. The waters were bitter, and then, of course, what happens? They become sweet. I mean, so when you have a problem, you got an answer. Okay, then he goes on and he says, It was there at Marah that the Lord laid before them the following conditions to test their commitment to him. If you will listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Now, remember, don't, this is not one. Don't ever make a mistake. They're, they're always going to make mistakes, okay? Listening to the Lord was staying with him and not turning to other gods, okay? We're all going to make mistakes. Anyway, notice this and do what is right. Then I will not make you suffer the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I'm the what? Now, what's he saying here? You can forget your sicknesses and stuff. I mean, look at this. That's, that's almost like you're crazy. No, it's not. Uh-uh. He says, oh, uh, he, he says uh, I'll not make you suffer the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. What were some of those? One of them was boils. You ever had foot troubles or whatever, different kind of things? Uh, praise the Lord. Sometimes we just think, Lord, it's okay. I mean, my back's hurting a little bit today, but I'm just glad I'm alive. Don't do that. You can't find that in the book of Psalms. David will be going, whoa, i got to get over this, you know, and ask the Lord to get you over it, and he will. Oh, let me skip to the 23rd chapter right here. Oh, same thing again. The 23rd, look what he says here. Uh, let me close that down. And I'm still next to this. Here we go. Oh, see, look at this. See, be sure to obey all these instructions. Remember, never mention any other name of any God. Now, there, you got to understand there were reasons. There were other gods during this time. They were not gods. They were made out of wood. They were not real. And the Egyptians, as well as the other nations, were taking their kids and throwing them to the fire. Human sacrifice. Boy, these things were horrible. But anyway, oh, look what happens down here. So let me get down here. Uh, look at this. Verse. Start here at verse 20. See, I am sending an angel before you to lead you safely to the land I prepared for you. In other words, to the promised land. What was that angel going to do? Safely. Somehow we miss this sometimes. We don't think there's any protection. There is protection. There is protection. And you should count on it. Uh, anyway, reverence him, obey all his instructions, don't uh, rebel against him, he won't pardon your transgression, he's my representative. Okay, now, skip down here to verse 23, hang on a second, my mouse just here, look at this, verse 23, for my angel shall go before you and bring you into the land of all these different nations, 
And he said, I will destroy those people before you. And he says, you must not worship the other gods of that nation. Don't uh, uh, sacrifice to any of them in any way. Okay. And then he, verse 25, you'll serve the Lord your God only. Look at this. And I'll bless you with food and water, and I'll take away sickness from the midst of you. Now, that's not all. It's still going to go some more. But, well, praise the Lord. What's this doing in my Bible? It's the same blessing. Remember, we covered that last week, and we'll always hear this. Abraham's blessing is mine. It belongs to me. Look at 26. There shall be no miscarriages nor barrenness throughout your land, and you will live out the full quota of the days of your life. Now, right there, we check out. We think that can't be so. That's where we are today. You have to go back and say, is this true or do I just believe what I think or what I see? You choose this. They were in the same boat. All these Israelites were hearing this for the first time and God's saying, look, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take care of your body and I'm going to take care of your food and your water and all this stuff. And they had to decide, you know what, I'm going to trust you. And you find out in the scriptures, those that trusted the Lord, they had these blessings. Praise the Lord. You know, God's really in trouble here if he promises us something and we can't get it. But I like this right here. You will live out the full quota of the days of your life. Boy, there's a lot there. God promised the same thing in, in Genesis chapter 15 to Abraham. Uh, but anyway, uh, let me go over here to, let's jump ahead to Jesus just a moment. Let's see something here. Uh, John chapter 17. Let me put this in the King James just a moment. This is actually a prayer that, uh, I mean, it's not like, well, hey, I'm going to do a prayer here. The Bible is historic. I'm telling you, everything in it is historic. Okay, Just in the midst of the history, you can see things that took place. He's fixing to go to the cross, okay? Anyway, the words Jesus spake, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hours come, glorify the Son. Okay, da 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 Now, I want you to notice something that he says down here about his disciples. Now, remember, we already found out that that angel would keep those Israelites safe all the way to the promised land. The only time they got in trouble was when they said, I think I want to go back to Egypt. I don't, I don't trust this God. I'm going back to Egypt. Remember, they made their own stupid God. They made a stupid cow and said, you imagine how stupid this is? They made a cow and said, we don't know what's happened to Moses. Make us an idol. Make an idol, yeah. And so they made with their own hands an idol. It was a calf. And then they all stood around and said, this calf got us out of Egypt. Baloney! That cow didn't have nothing to do with it. Oh, I can imagine that that cow is the one that turned the Nile into blood. Oh, Please. But that's how quickly they would turn. Anyway. And God's just making sure. He's telling us, don't do that. So anyway, he said, I will take you safely to the promised land. So we have to believe that. So anyway, now here we go. Uh, let's see. Look at these words right here. He says, and now I am no more in the world. Doggone it. Jesus is not here. What am I going to do? Well, I'll act like a good American and just say, you know, Lord, if I'd have been there in the times you were here, boy, wouldn't that have been great. That's not what he's saying. Look at this. I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. Matter of fact, you might cut a tree down sometime and it falls on something. Oh, no. Don't worry about it. You know, you might get your car busted or whatever. Something happens. No, don't worry about it. Watch this. These are in the world and I come to the Holy Father. Keep 
Now, what does that word keep mean? You think it means Jesus takes a little child and he says, well, I don't want this little child. Because, see, we're the children of God. That doesn't mean that kind of keep. This is protect. Protect through thine own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, look at this, I kept them in thy name. What do you think, Jesus was getting rid of them? No, he was protecting them, wasn't he? I kept them, and look at this, and none of them is lost. Now, he's not talking about going to hell here. He was talking about being destroyed, getting killed. But the son of perdition, that's talking about Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And this is what I always like to say. The scripture has to say, you're going down. The scripture has to say, Dustin and Katie and Myrna and me and Bob and Phil, we're going down. But the scriptures do not say that. We're not going down. We're not. He says, and I come to thee with these and I speak, excuse me, these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in them. Now, let me switch this to to the Living Bible right here. Uh, Let's see, that was uh, verse 12. He says, during my time here, I have kept safe. There it is. Within your family, all those you gave me, I guarded them so that no one perished except the son of hell as the scriptures foretold. Wow. Now look at this. Verse 15 says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Look at this. But to keep them safe from Satan's power. Now he's not talking about being able to keep drug habits and whatever. The Lord will help you with that. He will. These are things out there that are trying to destroy you. Things that are out there trying to kill you. What kind of things? Well... Let's switch it back to this chapter just one moment here. The 10th chapter. And uh, uh, look over here at verse 10. The thief's purpose, what is it? Is to kill, steal, and destroy. But my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Now, let's go back a second to uh, why David spent so much time saying, Help me, help me, help me. And of course, the Lord would. Uh, I want to go to 20... uh, Get 27. There we go. 27. Oh, look at this. The Lord's my light and my salvation. He protects me from danger. Whom shall I fear? I mean, this little guy, he's now a king. He went from shepherd to king real quick. When evil men come to destroy me, they will stumble and fall. You ask Dustin, he's not afraid to take his car back up there and go walk down through there. You know, I mean, he's not. I mean, I know we had an incident or whatever, but I'm telling you, you don't fear. The Lord's going to protect you. You know, I mean, it makes no difference. You can't just crawl up in a hole and just say, well, I'm not. You got to know, I have a shield. Praise the Lord. Because things can happen no matter where you are. Yes, though, look at this. Yes, though a mighty army marches against me, my heart shall know no fear. Oh, my goodness. I am confident that the Lord will save me. Now, why did David say stuff like that? Well, now remember, the Bible is not infinite. In other words, it's so big you can't read it all. It's actually much smaller than you think. Let me show you something that they said over here in uh, uh, Deuteronomy. Yeah, but this is an army that's huge. And I mean, my goodness, this army's coming. And oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Well, wait just a second. I passed it. Let's go 25. Let's see. That's not it. Uh, close this down. One second. Get right to it. That would be interesting. Let's see. Uh, look at this. Deuteronomy 20. 
Now, Deuteronomy is not that big, okay? I think it's 30-something chapters, but this is 20. When you go to war and see before you vast numbers of horses and chariots, oh, no. Let's see. I bet you don't know what he's going to say. He's going to say, meet with their leaders and have a truce. No. (gasps) An army far greater than yours. Don't be frightened. Now, I'll tell you what, you're trying to find something you can do for Jesus. This is what you can do for Jesus. Quit being disturbed over things. You'll get a letter. You'll get a phone call. Things can happen. You'll think of something. Oh, my goodness. Don't be afraid. Trust the Lord. You see, it's, it, it's easy to be afraid. And I'd be afraid, too, if I didn't know to trust the Lord. But every one of us in this room are invited to trust the Lord. Ask the Lord for His help. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Psalm twenty, I mean Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two says, "The Lord your God is with you." You know His name's called Emmanuel. I mean His name means God with you. Okay, but we have to get this because I mean I tell you what, I, we're all going to face things. Probably some of you right now are thinking of things. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And, but stop yourself and say, Lord, I'm just trusting you. You're going to fix this for me. You don't have to have my prayers. I don't have to have yours. You just pray yourself to Him and just know God will get you out. And He'll do it. Watch this. Don't be frightened. The Lord your God is with you. The same God who brought you safely out of Egypt. Well, He quits right here. Once He got you to, to the promised land, you're on your own. No, you're not. You see how wimpy we would be able to tell our kids and our grandkids, well, God used to be great, but uh, you'll have to find you something. You might need a better God. Because he doesn't do that is so stupid. Jesus Christ, the same, Hebrews 13, 8 says, yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. He's with you, the same God who brought you safely out of Egypt, which means what? He's going to bring you safely wherever you're going. Before you begin the battle, a priest shall stand before the Israeli army and say, Listen to me, all you men of Israel, don't be afraid as you go out to fight today. For the Lord your God is going to be with you. Praise the Lord. Well, let's see a little bit of this in action and then we'll stop. So those are the great promises. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. I'm right with you. Well, actually, it's true. Here you have, real quickly, we're going to skip through this. Here's Goliath. We're not going to read all this, but you know, my goodness, he's huge. He was a giant, nine feet tall. Wow, 200-pound jacket on. Woo, mercy. And then he had a 25-pound spearhead. Oh, mercy. Well, you know what happened. David killed him. Let's get down here to it. Oh, David, he's already talking to King Saul. He says, don't worry about a thing. <laughs> this is where we need to... Quit saying David. Oh, he's just oh, oh, he's just so special. That's you and I. We have got to tell our friends and those that are dealing with situations, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about a thing. I'll take care of this. <laughs> sure. How old are you? Are you in the fourth grade? Well, I'm, uh, he was little, remember? But remember, the only reason King Saul let him go was because he saw something. What did he see? That this kid was doing what his army should have been doing to start with. They knew God would give them victory. David was the only one. They needed what we call today in the army, they needed the chaplains to actually act like real chaplains, you know. 
and talk about how the Lord would do these things. Now they're all watered down. They're a bunch of psychologists is what they'll. Okay. Don't be ridiculous, Saul said. How can a kid... So this was not just a pretty good old teenager. Kid like you fight with a man like him. You're only a boy. He's been in the army ever since he was a boy. David what? Persisted. When I was taking care of my father's sheep and a lion or a bear, you remember the story. I mean, he wiped him out, didn't he? Okay. So uh, I like this verse, uh, verse 35. Well, uh, he says, uh, he says uh, I go after it with a club and take the, <laughs> the lamb from its mouth. <laughs> if it turns on me, I catch it by the claw. I mean, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Now, I know this stuff is true. I'm not going to spend time doing this, but Dustin had five coyotes come after him. And his last one that came on him actually came up and touched him, jumping on him. His 30-06 is empty at this point. And all he has is himself. But I remember what he told me. He said, in the name of Jesus, save me. And he told me on the phone after it happened, that thing just bounced off of him. Whatever. Okay, now. I want us to skip ahead. Okay, he kills Goliath, all right? Well, you just get one miracle and that's it. No, you don't. Look what happened. So now David is now in the royal castle with King Saul. And I want you to see what happens here. And we're going to stop right here. After King Saul had finished his conversation with David, David met Jonathan, the king's son, and there was an immediate bond of love between them. Oh, everything's wonderful. This is the king's son, Jonathan. He and John, they're just buddies. And they're going to stay buddies. Jonathan swore to be his blood brother and seal the pact by giving him his robe, his sword, his bow, and belt. I mean, I'll tell you what. David was just a good fella, just like all of us. Okay. King Saul now kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home anymore. He was Saul's special assistant and he always carried out his assignments successfully. So Saul made, his command, made him commander of his troops. Now think about this. He is a kid. Now he's the general of the army. And what was he doing? Everything was successful. Psalm 1, everything you do prospers. You need to be looking for this. And if it's not, start. Don't ask why. Say, Lord, help. Don't ask why. <clears throat> you get all kind of answers if you start asking why. You'll, you'll start coming up with, you know what, I, I think I, 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 didn't, I didn't do something right. <laughs> Don't go there. The Lord's forgiven you. It doesn't make any difference. Okay. So Saul made him commander of his troops. Now, those of you, I mean, I know you've heard this story, but you know what's going to happen. All right. Anyway, the, an appointment that was applauded by the army and the general public. But something happened when the Israeli army was returning home after David killed Goliath. Oh, no, the women got involved. Well, it's not the women's fault, but look what happened. Women came out of all the towns along the way to celebrate and cheer. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Roll, tide, roll, war eagle, whoever you're for. You're excited. And you've got to be excited about this because Goliath said, if I win, y'all are our slaves. Well, Goliath didn't win. The Israelis won. They beat him. I mean, this war is horrible. Okay? But anyway, look what happened. For King Saul and them were singing and dancing with joy with tambourines and cymbals. Well, so far, so good. They're having a good old time. Yeah. Uh-oh. Verse 7. Oh, no. However, this was their song. Saul has slain his thousands because he used to be, well, he actually is a good warrior. And David, his, uh-oh, 10,000. 
Man, of course, Saul was very angry. What's this? He said to himself, they credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Well, the truth was because it was the truth. But Saul should have just recognized it and said, I'm glad he's working for me and just been happy about it. But he got worried. He, uh, Saul wasn't trusting the Lord. Next thing, they'll, make it, they'll be making him their king. Boy, that was Saul's mistake. He wasn't trusting the Lord. But anyway, lots of, well, I want you to see David's protection. Watch this. And this is you and I. Because what do I need the details for? So from that time on, King Saul kept a jealous watch on David the very next day. In fact, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed uh, Saul. And he began to rave like a man-man. David began to soothe him by playing the harp. Oh, as he did this, whenever it happened. But Saul, who was fiddling with his spear, <laughs> I mean, uh, is that nine millimeter loaded? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot you can get from this. People handling guns or whatever, don't you worry around you. I mean, whatever, just don't worry. Well, what if somebody's pointing a gun at me and I don't know it? We started out just a moment ago, Psalm 7, verse 10. The Lord is my shield. Relax. Go, all right, here we're going to stop right here. Watch this. Suddenly, he hurled, look at this, he hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. Now remember, Saul has killed his what? His thousands. He was no rotten shot here. He knew what he was doing. Besides that, he was mad. But David jumped aside. He didn't go, well, you know, he missed. No, he jumped aside. Keyword, escaped. And you're always going to escape. This happened another time. Oh, God just gives you one chance. Next time, no, you're always going to escape. Always just be calm. No matter what you're faced with today, you're always going to escape. So many scriptures we could go with there. For Saul was afraid of him and jealous because the Lord had left him and was now with David. Was that just some sort of selection? God just said, you know what, I just like David. No, David is who made the difference. David loved the Lord. Saul decided... He didn't love the Lord. And that's all we got to do. Nothing hard about that. The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. Saul could have done this too, but he didn't do it. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that uh, by your stripes we're healed. If we're not feeling good in our body, you'll you'll help us. If we got a headache or whatever, ears hurting, it doesn't matter. We know because of what you did for David. And David wrote these things down in the Psalms that you were his shield. You'll help us there. Same thing's true financially. Doesn't make any difference. You'll take care of us there. And if it's something else we didn't mention or didn't even see in the scriptures, we already know you are our shield. You'll get us out of that. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what you're doing in our life. And that's what we're going to do. You're so great, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, okay. Hallelujah.